join in with Uncommon Women Podcast, a dope podcast to bring light to reality from real life people sharing real life stories with a host of women having real life talk, the good and the bad with no judgment. Uncommon Women's Loyalty is here to support those that need a safe space to speak their truth and rawness to the world. Tune in, relax, take notes, and let's vibe. Here are your hosts, Uncommon Women. Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And for those of you that are new to the Uncommon Women podcast, be sure to like, share, and promote our page. We are all about uplifting, encouraging, and just giving women a safe space and opportunity to speak on their testimony. Uh, without further ado, we are actually on season six. Season six with Kia Twyman, born and raised in Coatesville, PA, a student of a university that once denied her um, which we'll later get to into her testimony today. But by the grace of God, uh, he's been paving a way to victory as she's currently living her childhood dream as a RN nurse, um, who was once actually told she didn't have what it takes to become a nurse. Today, she's closing out season six to speak on how rejection and pain has been her stepping stone to becoming the woman who she is today. So thank you, Kia, so much for um, closing out season six and giving us an opportunity to share and hear your testimony today. We truly appreciate it. Um, and definitely representing Coatesville, PA, absolutely. <laughs> so before we actually get into your story, can you tell us you know, something you like to do on your um, spare time or your free time besides you know, saving the lives of others? Right. <laughs> Well, that's well, the majority of my time, um, I do enjoy spending time, you know, with my family, um, my grandmother. Um, I try to check in, you know, and spend time with her right now um, as she is aging. Um, sometimes, especially after working a 12 hour shift, what I really need to do, I try to recoup for about a day or so. Um, and then, um, you know, <laughs> I might branch out, shop, hang out take a nice walk. You know, I had a busy, you know, summer, which was good. Um, I did more than what I had planned to do. So um, winter time is coming. I'll see. I, I tend to hibernate. <laughs> yes, I see so, you um, got your hoodie on. So you're oh, ready yes. oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm already preparing. I'm already preparing. So. Did you go anywhere this summer? Um, um, lot. Yeah, I, I just did like little small, like short travels, um, went to visit family um, in Georgia, um, just little quick trips and things like that. Just came back, though, um, as, as actually as I'm speaking, as we're closing out, actually going into the fall, I just came back from the um, Woman Evolve Conference, which was um, very, that was awesome. So that was like um, a nice trip to the conclusion of my summer. Um, I got to go see Sarah Jake Roberts. I went with some excellent women and um, we had a good time, stayed for about three, I think three or four days. And um, it was just like, um, oh, the anointing in that place was just awesome. I mean, it was just like, I can't wait to go back. I can't wait till 2024. I'll just say that. Yes, yeah. I've seen Sarah when she came oh. in Philadelphia and she yes. is so anointed. Like, yes. You can feel it all in the room too. 
Um, and I was, I was disappointed. I wasn't able to get Texas, get into Texas this year, but I definitely want to uh, see next season and what she has in store because yes. she's, she's amazing. And if Listen. I was listening and hasn't seen her in person, that's like something you want to go to. You have to. Definitely. And I'm going to tell you, even my bucket, list for, my bucket list for next year. <laughs> Please make it your, I'm telling you, uh, Philly, I've seen her in Philly too one year, but <laughs> Being in this atmosphere with the women, the multitude of women that was in that place. I mean, I think they guesstimated, they said it was about 40,000 plus. Wow. And that's not even including some of the men who were there as well. Wow. And it was just so anointed, so spirit filled. Wow. It was like, you left out of that place like, uh, listen, you you left out of that place. Don't tell me You be having, you ready to swear up. Yes, it, it was. I loved it. I enjoyed every bit of it. That's amazing. Wow. And was you able to um, get some of the good food in Texas? Like, there's so many amazing restaurants in Texas. Did you get to try any of the? I think we ate at one. We didn't go out. We spent most of the time at the conference and, um, and ate there at the stadium. You know, their prices was, you know, but we kind of ate there mainly because we spent most of our time um there at the conference like you pretty much was at the conference for most of the day really good lineup yes um i think one time the night before we mm. left maybe we went out to eat i can't remember where that restaurant was unfortunately but it was like a restaurant um it was like a seafood restaurant um so when we did we did go out to eat at one time but we mainly we had a beautiful airbnb so um we did cook there you know, had a nice breakfast there and, you know, spent time there um, for some of our meals. But um, other than that, we spent the majority of the time at the conference. Like, you couldn't leave. In the presence. There was like no point of leaving. Like, yeah. we needed to stay yeah. put. Yeah. yeah, soaking in that presence. It's nothing like that. Nothing like yes. that. Yeah. So let's get into God's presence and, you know, how he, well, before we get into that, you know, the transition of this beautiful woman that you are today, can you tell us a little bit about your life and how was, how was your life growing up? Well, growing up, my life was, I, I would say it wasn't not too un, uncommon, you know, um, I came from, unfortunately, my mom and dad, you know, they, they never married and eventually they split you know, and um, my grandmother pretty much raised me um, the majority of the time. My mom and dad were in my life, but my dad was at some point during my teen years, my dad had moved away. Um, so he was, um, though we were close, but we were distant. He wasn't always hands-on, but right. he was there. I mean, you know, I knew my dad, but he, he just, he was not in the home. And, um, and so I grew up, I grew up very family oriented actually i'm blessed in that way um i grew up around a lot of my cousins and my aunts you know and my grandmother bless her heart you know and my and my mother you know um my mother also was living in another state at that time um and there was some struggles then you know um with addiction uh -huh. you know so um I believe, you know, if I, you know, just looking back at my childhood um, in terms of um, rejection, um, I believe um, that 
I would say that um, I experienced that at a young age, um, you know, um, having not grown up in a home with both parents, um, you know, and even I could remember, you know, a time watching my father, you know, uh, I'm screaming at the top of the steps for my father, you know, to stay, daddy, no, you know, and him and my mother, I think, had split at that time. But even watching him walk out, you know, every time I think about, you know, when I would ask God, you know, when did this start? That's 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 like the memory that I have, you know. So I believe rejection, you know, that that came upon me at a, a at a young age. Um, and, and and I believe many children, all of us, at some point in our life, we will all experience some form of rejection, um, whether it's through uh, family relationships, a job, you know. Um, but mine just happened to visit me early. I just didn't have a name for it then, you know. Um, but um, my grandmother was raised primarily by my grandmother. Um, and um, so. Um, now, like, being raised by your grandma, did she teach you all the good home cooked recipes? Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. She was a cooker. We always had a meal. Yes, we always we always had a meal every day we came home from school. There was a meal, uh, there was a cake, there was something that she always made. You know, um, mm -hmm. she spoiled us in her own way. And and if I can look back and and even think about that, my grandmother showed her love in another way. Mm -hmm. You know, the word love was not popular in our home. You know, mm -hmm. you didn't you didn't hear too much of "I love you," "I love you." Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I do believe part of that goes back, I'm sure, generations, you know. Um, but my grandmother demonstrated her love in, in other ways. We, you know, and that's the way, you know, we we accepted that love. You know, she she took care of us. She covered us. Okay. Um, she made sure we went to school. She protected us. She fed us. She clothed us. That was her love language. Yes. You yes. know. And we see that a lot in our culture. Like they don't say, well, I mean, we're definitely breaking generational curses now. Right. But even as I was growing up, you know, yeah. they didn't post mm -hmm. that I love you. They would just it would just be more of actions than anything. Right. You know, the house exactly. of you got clothes, mm -hmm. you know, you got, a, yeah. you got heat, you got food, you know. You got that food. was their way of expressing their love. Yeah. Yeah. The emotional portion. So yes. I think that's just a culture yeah. for us that it we is. have. Yes. yes. When yes. emotion is important as well. Yeah. Yes. And and I didn't. Yeah, now, my mom, on the other hand, my mom was a I love you, you know. Okay. And so my mom, you know, she Aww. had no problem with, with saying, you know, I love you. You know, um, that that just okay. that flew from her. So, you know. But, okay, I'm so sorry, speaking Rachel. of your parents, since you know I said speaking of your parents, um, yeah. how is your relationship when with them now? Since you, you know, I know you probably felt rejected from them, from them leaving you. So how's your yes. relationship with them now? Oh, me and my mother are close. Um, we, you know, we, there was, there took, it took some of um, the work of God, you know, but we, we were always close, but there was always some unspoken resentment there, you know, and isn't mm -hmm. it amazing okay. how I had, I feel like I had more resentment towards my mother than my father. Hmm. And, and, and I, and I don't know uh, why that was, but um, I did. Everything was my dad, 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 daddy, mm -hmm. daddy, this, daddy, that, you know, and 
Um, so when I when I got older, I think that there was some resentment that was building over time, but I didn't know. I didn't I didn't recognize it. You know, mm -hmm. um, I just through I was always a protector of my family. I was you know, I was on my on my mother's side. I was the oldest of three boys. Mm -hmm. And then on my father's side, I was the okay. second oldest, you know. Um, and so but I was always protective, you know, and if you know, whatever they needed, you know, I was there. I was always like hands-on um, as much as I could be with my siblings. And they kind of relied upon me. I was almost like a second mother um, to them. And so I I felt, I found a sense of importance in that, right? As a nurse, uh, as, a, as a sister, as an older sister, there was like a sense of importance. There was a sense like where I felt like I was needed. Mm. Okay. And okay. it made me feel good to, you know, at one point, you know, there was a time where it, it made me feel good that I could be there, you know, for my siblings. I could be there for my brothers. I could, you know, be there for my mother, you know. And but as time, you know, went on, a resentment began to kind of build up. Okay. And I didn't recognize, I didn't realize that the seeds that were being planted, it was just growing and growing. And I didn't notice I didn't notice what was going on. I didn't take notice to it until um, I went through something that took me into that place of depression. And I was able to um, then recognize it as, you know, this is a spirit of rejection that here, I, I, it's like a, a, a ugly spirit that just lies dormant within. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't rear its ugly head until something devastating happens. In your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. So um, I, I was, I'm close with all of my sin. We were always close. Thank God. You know, even with my dad being distant, um, my siblings on my father's side, even when he was, we were all, we were still close, you know, and of course I was close with my siblings on my, you know, my mother's side. So um, I was grateful for that, that even though, um, you know, in terms of my siblings on my father's side, we grew up in different households, but we were still, we were close, close. we, you know, yeah, and, and we, okay. Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. So that, that was, um, that was beautiful, but I was just like the, you know, to my younger siblings, you know, the big, wow. sibling, the right. second. Yeah. 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 So with you being, you know, feeling like, you know, being the second mom, um, to your siblings and, do you believe that, you know, you had to bury some of your emotions and just kind of go with the flow of everything because you had, you know, to take on this big responsibility of, you know, basically leading your siblings? Do you, when was that transition in your life where you was like the aha moment where you had realized you had a lot of hurt and pain and resentment in your life? Like, oh. did something happen before you realized that you were depressed? I don't know. You know, I would say, you know, growing up, people would always tell me, you know, Kia, you know, you got to take care of you. I, I didn't feel it at the time. I just was flowing. This is what I had to do. I was a, a, a big sister. I was, and this is what I had to do. I had to protect my brothers. I mean, my grandmother raised us, but I was still, you know, my grandmother raised us and my mom, you know, they were all still in the picture, but I felt a sense of, responsibility as an older sister that I, I still had to, in some way, protect them. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, I really 
I really can't say exactly when I remember when the aha moment came because I, I was just moving and flowing. And but people were telling me, Kia, you gotta chill out. Mm-hmm. You, know, you gotta learn to say no, you gotta take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you and autopilot. Yeah, I was on, you know, yeah. I, I didn't you know, and so oh I, I going like, Yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize and I didn't have a problem with it because it was like their minds. You know, that's their their minds. They belong mm-hmm. to me, you know. But um, so I think the fact that I could do, and that's how I demonstrated Milo. See, the same way, mm-hmm. the doing. I wasn't a I love you person because it wasn't, I love you wasn't really, you know, that wasn't the thing, but I was a doer. Mm-hmm. And that's how I demonstrated my love by what I could do. And I, and through that, I felt a sense of importance. Like I was needed. I was mm-hmm. needed. You know, they needed me. Um, but my aha moment, I can't really say exactly when my aha moment really came. I would say um, <sighs> when people would tell me that I needed to start doing for me, I would kind of reject them. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in a, 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 a relationship for a long time and, you know, and everybody was, you're in a relationship now, you got to, and I would reject that advice, but I don't, I think the aha moment came um, when I went through um, depression, when I, mm-hmm. when, when I actually, that spirit of rejection actually came upon me and it took me into a, a dark place. It took me into a depression and I was forced to face Mm. everything that I didn't face or, mm. you know, I didn't know that I had to face. Mm. I was forced to face all those things, you know, and, and it was amazing that at that time, what God had showed me when I, when I thought that when I went through that depression, um, I thought that it was just related to, I thought it was just because I, I just went through a, a relationship, you know, a relationship ended unexpectedly you know, and I thought that that's what that was from. Mm. But when God began to show me, um, he He'll reveal everything. So, Come on, this has nothing to do with mm-hmm. this, is only a small <laughs> part of your depression. He began to show me that there were layers of wounds that were deep within that had to be dealt with. And so I did not know, mm. still at that time, you know, I didn't know that this was all surrounded by what had come upon me at a young age, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I had to um, to go back and look, like what, what happened? You know, this is deeper than this. You know, I'm crying over this, but the wound is really not from this, it's from this, it's, mm-hmm. you know? And that so- That was a Band-Aid. That was just a Band-Aid, sir. That was a Band-Aid. <laughs> and you know what, like sure. <laughs> The crazy thing is, God showed me that. He showed me, there's a band, there was a band-aid on my leg. But when I went to pull the band-aid back, the wound was mm-hmm. so deep and so big. And he showed me this is deeper mm-hmm. than what you know. And this is going to take like correct surgical. Like there was some surgery that needed to be done here. Like now, this ain't just this, daughter. It's more than this. It's deeper than this, you know. So that's when I believe my aha moment came, and I was forced to face and put a name 
put a name. That's another thing. I didn't know. I didn't know that, you know, I had issues with uh, rejection and, and insecurity and, and fear. And, you know, I, but fear, I, I kind of, no, no, no. I struggled with fear at a young age. I did. Mm -hmm. All these things were, I did. I struggled with fear at a young age, but I didn't know this was all surrounded by trauma from rejection. Mm. You know, so I, I didn't learn that stuff until I became an, like an adult, almost pushing 40, you know, until I would, you know, that's when I kind of. Wow. So what steps did you take to, you know, transition into your life to, you know, be able to overcome that and then see the obstacles of, you know, the childhood and, you know, the things that you've been through as far as relationships. And uh, we talked a little bit, you know, outside of today's uh, show, but even, you know, things that you experienced when you were in school. How did you get to the point of, you know, unraveling all that stuff that you were going through? Well, um, when I began to look back and um, and look back at the choices that I made, the relationships, you know, that and, and the people that I had chosen, um, it became clear to me how I truly seen myself, though. I thought I was this person of importance, right? Yeah, I'm like this protector and, and you know, I'm this and I'm that. But inwardly, I was struggling with security issues. And the thing is, when I first, you know, there was two parts to this because the first situation that really took me into that place, um, into that place of depression and darkness, I thought I had dealt with it, right? You think you dealt with it. You do the counseling, mm -hmm. you do a bit of counseling, you know, you, you read your word and, and you, you know, I'm getting closer to God and, and things like that. Right. Um, and it took a while and I thought I had come out of it. But the thing is, I was single. I had remained single for a long, a while after that. I didn't date for a long time um, after that. So of course, if I date for a long time after that, I'm not gonna know that that's that 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 wound is still there, right? Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. that wound yeah. is, is healed, it's closed. You haven't been tested yet. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yep, yep. I, forgot, I forgot that God will allow us to be tested, right? <laughs> so you know, I'm like, okay, I remember yep, yep. I did the work, I did the counseling. <laughs> You know, spending time, I'm getting closer to God. I'm back in the church. I'm singing on the choir. All, you know, all, I'm doing right. all these things. That I'm, you know, but I'm not being tested because I chose to remain single after the first situation. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna wait for my husband. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna wait for God to bring me my husband. And so I remained <laughs> single, and then unexpectedly, I decided, you know what, God, whatever you got, you know, I'm good. I'm good you know and then i had a you know another um i started dating again wasn't expecting it but it happened and you know i started dating again and then it was through that mm. situation that i learned that i began mm. oh wait a minute <laughs> it just came right back up it just came right back up mm. this is coming right back up 
I'm this is not done. I'm not done. So I begin to have feelings of fear and paranoia, you know. Um, and um, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not, this is still here. And so that's what it did. It it it, it made me feel like I was good, I, you know, but it was again lying dormant. Mm-hmm. As long as I wasn't being tested, I wouldn't have known. And so, um, and so that's when it was through that second encounter that those feelings began to come back. And um, that's when I recognized that no, I'm not healed, you know. And um, around that time, even around that time, um, unfortunately, my dad had passed away unexpectedly and everything like that. And so I was already kind of like grieving over my father and then the situation that you know that i was in you know that ended you know and um and so now that's you know a little bit more grief on top of grief right because right. you're like well dad where everybody everybody you know everybody you. You know. i'm already going through one thing and now this like yeah <laughs> right you know i'm like oh my god so yeah so it was then i think one thing um, after another one thing after another yeah they one thing you know and so you're you're for now god now i was like okay okay i have to you know this is not over i have to i have to deal with this because what should have been just a simple like you know it's all good uh you know unfortunately i'm sorry it didn't work out um sorry i couldn't work out it's all good turned into grief and i'm like why why i'm grieving yet again you know, over a man. What's going on? It wasn't dealt with. It wasn't dealt with. So this time, you know, after you know, I went through what I went through. I um, I really begin. I had to make up my mind, you know, and I had, you know, it was through God had, you know, He had shown me because I was the feelings of um. Like you felt like, wow, this happened to me twice. And I kept saying, God, how'd you let this happen to me twice? If you love me, why why'd you let you know, why'd you let this happen to me? Like, I'm doing good. I've been doing everything I was supposed to be doing. Right. Why, you know, why can't I leave somebody? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so I was like, come on now, get me a win. Yeah. But um, you know, so at any rate, it was just like, okay, God, like what you know what is going on and so i believe god allowed me to be tested for me to see mm. that i wasn't fully healed and delivered from that from that spirit and so um so i just this time i had to do the work you know um i had to do the work and i had to make up my mind you know, it, and it, it really is about making up your mind. At the end of the day, you have to make up your mind yeah. because um, I felt myself just in such a, a like a, a, a dark place, just, you know, one minute, um, you know, happy the next minute I'm crying like, God, like, why, you know, and I'm like, oh, my emotions were too unstable. Mm. And through that, God showed me that I was, I was basically giving away my spiritual authority. He, you know, oh. it was like, I, I've given you the keys oh. to the kingdom. I've given you the power and right. the authority. 
starting, right? But you're throwing it away. Um, you're throwing it away. Mm-hmm. You're giving it. You're giving it to the. You know. And so you're when you too much energy, there I we was go. giving too much. And he was like, "You're throwing away what I gave yeah. you. Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing?" And when he showed me that, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, okay." I had to get serious, and I had to make my mind up. And it and it didn't happen right away. I still had some emotional, <laughs> you know, instant. You know, I still had some moments where I cried, you know, because I was still grieving over my father, too. And isn't it just like the enemy to want to wreak havoc in your life when you're already Mm -hmm. going through grief? So I was already going through. And then on top of that, it's like, oh, the perfect opportunity, right? For, you know, not saying that that wouldn't have happened, right? I'm not saying that it wouldn't have happened, but it was just like at the time that it happened, it was like, what? You know, so I was, there was already a grief from my father there too, that I believe spilt over into that situation, you know? Um, and so um, I just, I had to, I had to make up my mind this time. Like I need, I got to do the work, you know, I, I, I had to, I, I can't um, allow this um, to go into any other uh relationship or opportunity uh that god has for me you know and so i said you know what god no matter you know what i felt no matter what i was feeling because everything you know we tend to go off of feelings right mm-hmm. so if i wasn't feeling good I and mean, i ain't yep. good if mm-hmm. i wasn't feeling loved yep. then i must not be loved right mm-hmm. and so like the word of god says faith without works is dead i mm-hmm. had to say yep. this is not about a feeling kia You gotta make a choice to either believe what God says about you or not, you know. And so, you know, it took a while, but I got there. You know, I had to say no. I, I, I I believe. You know, Mm. and even in those moments where I struggle with my belief, I let Him know. God, help me, (laughs) help me with my. You know, because we all, we all, you know, we we get to those moments. And so, um, so this time I, I did put the work in through the word. I did some counseling, but I, I really made up my mind at the end of the day to trust the process and to trust the Lord. Mm. And, and that is what mainly, um, mainly got me through God, you know, your word is true. You know, I believe your word. I believe that you will work all things out for my good. Yeah. You know, I believe that you still have a purpose and a plan for me. I believe that I'm called to be a wife. I'm called to be a wife. Come I'm on. called to be a help me. You know, this, you know, and so I had to begin to speak those things over me, you know, and that's mm. how I got here. Yeah. Uh, the word of God, when he says yeah. his word is a double edged mm. sword. <laughs> I mean, you know, when he says his word is alive, you know, right? You know, and, and it's like, oh wow, yeah, God, your word really is. It really is alive and active, right? So that's how. That's awesome. Yeah. Looking back at you know everything that you've been through in your life, and you know everything that you experienced, where does your motivation come from? Um. My motivation, where does it come from? I would say um, I do have some, I have some positive women 
in my life and I've watched them from my aunt, you know, Sarita, I, I watched her do something, one thing that she thought was impossible. Yeah. She, you know, she got and made it through school, you know, um, I have positive women in my life. I have good friends, you know, good friendships in my life. All these women are, you know, most of them, they're, they're all positive. They all got something great going for themselves. And I knew that um, my motivation, I believe, came from them. My motivation came from um, the fact that, I'm going to tell you this, and I re I'll never forget this. My brother, um, he's under me. Duper, you might know him. Well, I remember him saying to me and my brother Warren, they always would remind me of things that I forgot. Mm. They would take me back to when we were younger um, and say, you know, sister, you remember, you know, this. And I'd be like, no, I don't remember. You know, but there was, they remembered something in some way that I was impactful to them. Mm. So, um, and, and so, you know, I remember my brother saying to me, because I remember I remember crying and, and, and telling him that I should have just went to college. I should have just walked away and, and went right to school and, and not put my focus on everybody else. And I remember mm. my brother saying to me on the phone, sis, if you would have left us, I probably would be dead. Wow. And so that right there told me that even though you know, um, I can look, even though to me, it's like, you know, even though I felt like I might have wasted some years, God had me. It was God's timing. It was God's timing. And God knew that mm -hmm. they needed me, you know. And so I believe my motivation comes from that, you know, um, my siblings, um, you know, just at their love, their love towards me, no matter what, they love me, all of them. My sister, you know, she loves me. She looks up to me, you know, and just having now, you know, with my father being gone and everything like that and and how our relationship, you know, has grown um, tremendously. And then, you know, at the end of the day, me, I had to motivate me, right? Because at the end of the day, when you're alone and the enemy's telling you that oh. you ain't this and you ain't that, you mm -hmm. got to encourage yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. The You've got to be able yep. to come back and encourage yourself with the truth of what you know in God's word. So that was my motivation because my, my friends, they all got skills, you know, cake decorating, uh, uh, wedding coordinators, you know, um, interior design. They all hair. They, they got skills. And I used to say, God, now I know that I am not only good at being a nurse, <laughs> right? I love being a nurse, but I know mm. there's got to be something more than I'm good at, you know? You are. You're a nurturer. Yes. You, you. you care for people. Yeah, so it was like, people. right. I couldn't, yeah. I was like, what is it? There's something that you put in me, you know? And um, and so, yes, I, I know, I'm reminded, you know, of that scripture, you know, that, um, that, you know, he has great plans for me. And so my motivation is right there that I know that God has great plans for me. Right. I, you know, I know, I know that something, he has something great for me. That is so good. Yes. So I, if I, you can provide, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, if you can provide some tips to any of our listeners on how to get over some rejection and to process the pain and any type of uh, situation that they've experienced in their life or anyone that's going through something now. Um, how to get over their pain. Any tips that? Um, yeah, to pro how to process the pain and get over their rejection. Don't run from it. You, you might not know what it is, but pay attention to the patterns. I didn't pay attention to my patterns. I didn't pay attention to the fact that I was jumping in and out of relationships at a young age. Oh, come on. You know, I didn't pay attention to the fact that I allowed a man who was 10 years my senior to come into my life. I, what was I doing at the age of 14 dating a man who was 23, 24? Where I was looking for something, you know, I, I, and I didn't pay attention that from that point on, I was in and out of relationships. I, I felt like I needed a man, right? I had to be in a relationship. Oh, I'm done. I'm tired of you. All right. I didn't spend them time, that time with you. You're done. I'm ready to move on. I didn't pay attention to the pattern, you know, until I was forced to, you mm -hmm. know, and I was like, oh, this, this was a pattern. You know, my, my relationship, I was engaged. I was with um, a man for 10 years. You know, we was together for 10 years. And um, after that relationship, I remained single for two years. Um, and I, and I chose to do that. I chose to, because I had to say, uh-uh, Kia, like, no, you know, um, you need to be able to be comfortable mm -hmm. without a man yeah. being under you. You need to know what it feels like to be without a man because you've basically been with a man since you was a teenager. You need to be comfortable in that place, you know? And so um, I would say pay attention to your patterns first of all. Or are you in and out of relationships? Do you feel like you have to have a man? That That's number one right there. Um, and then you need to go before the Lord. And you need to ask him to show you because most most likely you're dealing if, if you feel like you need to have a man there there's an either some underlying abandonment mm -hmm. or rejection issues yeah. and then you, that's where you need to let let god come on let him on in you gotta let him in let him in yep. you know and and let him do the work but you gotta make up your mind see when i you know that first time i went through that i can't even really say that i made up my mind I can't really say that I had made up my mind back then. I think that's why that was, I was still struggling with it and didn't know it. I was forced to have to go through the process of healing because I was in such a dark place that I couldn't get myself out of. So I was forced to go through the necessary steps to get me at least to a place where I could function again, right? I can somehow get some joy and peace back because there was that at night, I would wish that day would come. And when it was day, I would wish that it was night. And that's wow. how it was. That's how it was with me. And so I was forced to have to deal with it. It wasn't really that my mind was made up. My mind wasn't really made up until the second situation occurred. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I have to cut this off at the head. It has mm. to happen. So I would say, don't run from it. Let God in. Let him show you whatever traumas and, and this goes for men too because mm -hmm. of, you know men too they 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 deal with it too but they bury it you know mm -hmm. um and so yeah 
let him in and let him take you back to that place and let him show you, you know, because we all, I think we all, at some point, we want a healthy relationship, right? Absolutely. A healthy, well-balanced relationship. And we want our children to choose healthy. Carry that on. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want your son yeah. or your daughter mm-hmm. to choose somebody who's broken, you know? Um, so do an inventory, let God in, make up your mind, make up your mind. And you might not make up your mind right away. And that, you know, it, it is what it is, but know that he's there and he's waiting. He's waiting for you to make up his mind, make up your mind so he can come in and do the surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that you said um, to let God in. And I think, you know, sometimes when we're going through stuff, we try to just avoid situations and, you know, avoiding the situation is still going to come up. And I think a lot of people have to realize yep. that it's the consistency is what change changes yep. the outcome of yes. what you've been through. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, we just do the surface of everything without knowing that you still have to do, it's an ongoing thing with our journey, yeah. this life, you know, it's ongoing growing, yeah. it doesn't just mm-hmm. stop. Yes. And even when you get in relationships and even when, you know, you have children, we have to work on ourselves daily. Yep. Yep. Daily. Doing that check. You know, like I, you know, I would hear yep. people say the same way you Ooh, would go to the doctor. Go get that checkup. And even, at, you know, I, and I had nothing against counseling. I had a Christian-based counselor. That was another, I had a, a Christian-based counselor, you know, who was able to walk me through those godly principles. I didn't just choose any counselor. I wanted someone who was, who was, you know, um, Christian, uh, we had like-minded faith. Yes. Walk me through, you know, those godly yeah. principles. You know, because I, I I can't tell you how many times I've encountered in my career of people who have, you know, been in counseling for 10 years, more than, you know, and they're working on the same issue. Same person. <laughs> they're working on the same issue, you know, and, and that's no judgment, but you got to, uh, but you got to no. understand, you got to ask yourself, why am I still here? Why am I still working on the same yeah. issue? You know, um, so Part of that, I did do a little counseling, but like I said, I had settled in my mind that I would get through this situation with the Lord. And so that's where I began to um, put my focus, you know, in the Lord um, and in his word. You know, I, I had I did buy, you know, some books that I that I would try to read. I tried to journal, but my mind couldn't stay focused long enough mm. to do it because I was constant, constantly thinking, constantly thinking. So the only thing yeah. I had was me, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and the Word. That's what I had, <laughs> yeah. and the Word, and and yeah. you know, prayer, praise, and and and, and worship. You know, and so, um, and even that was so hard sometimes. You know, and but I had to, I had to say, uh, uh-uh, uh, I have, I had to push myself through this thing. Like I cannot rely on my feelings to get me through this. You know. And then I just finally, you know, I, re- I said, God, you know yeah. what? <laughs> I might not understand it all, but I'm going to choose to believe you. I believe. Uh, That's it. I, I'm, I don't have to understand everything. To believe. <laughs> you know, you just have to get to that point. Like, you know, because it was like, God, how, how do you mean you love? How do you love me? Well, how does God love me? You know, because when you, you know, 
you start questioning. You start questioning. Mm -hmm. That's where the faith over yep. fear is yeah. in place. Yes. Yes. Yep. So um it's it's been a journey, a journey that is is, is truly worth it, you know. Mm -hmm. And um I I have not, you know, I haven't arrived yet. I receive, I'm, I'm, I receive my, I'm healed, you know, but I still press. I got to still press. I still got to go. You know, I'm not going to say that, you know, thoughts will not arrive. I, I will not arise or I will not be, you know, challenged, you know, on some level, you know, um, but the word of God, I put it here. I gotta put it here. Mm. So when those challenges do arise, I you can stand firm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. So you have mentioned that um your aunt is in is currently in school and you had spoke about, you know, you being in the university that you once was denied mm -hmm. going to nursing school. Uh, at how did it come about with you, you know, reapplying and getting to the position of, you know, taking a stance to be like, you know what, I'm going to try again and I'm going to do something for me. Yes. Well, my aunt is not it. She graduated. Oh, she graduated. Okay. Oh, yeah. she, she graduated. <laughs> yeah. um, but for me, I'm getting into the yes. and I always, yeah, she, grad she graduated a couple of years ago. She's done, but I watched her and I watched her feel like she would, I, you know, she motivated me because I watched the times where she thought that she couldn't do it and she did it, mm. you know, um, and, you know, trying mm. to, you know, oversee a household, you know, and she felt like there was times she felt like she couldn't do it, but she did it, you know, um, and so, um, excuse me, um, what happened if I can, in terms of want me getting back into school, um, I remember being in high school. I think that, yeah, I was in high school and I had took my SAT um, exam. And I didn't score. I can't remember what I scored, but it wasn't enough to get into Westchester <laughs> at the time. It wasn't enough to get into a university, you know. And um, I remember my guidance counselor calling me down to the office and, um, and um, she's going over my scores with me and she tells me, that um, I didn't score high enough to get into the university I applied for, you know? And, you know, at the time, you know, she tells me, you know, I recommend, you know, um, that you don't apply, basically don't apply to, 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 to any colleges. I, I recommend you just go to LPN school. Um, I think you should just go to school to be an LPN. So I took her word, you know, I didn't, okay she knows best she's the counselor you know i didn't know that there was such thing as power and the you know the power in the words that you speak you know and so i did exactly what she said i graduated high school and you know i went to, you know i became a cna and then you know i went to school you know to be an lpn which there's nothing wrong with that you know and then i finally went back to school you know to become an rn you know but you know, it was always something lingering in the back of my head. Like, I want to go back to school, you know, and it was like, I always was like, I, I, I gotta, I want to go to Westchester. I want to go, you know, I want to go here. I want to go to this place. And so, um, and so, um, 
sometime later, I remember, I think it was my mom, my mom, my mom's another one of my biggest things. She is my biggest cheerleader. I love her dearly. I do. Um, but um, I applied. I think the first time I applied, they didn't respond, you know, and but I didn't give up. I kept emailing. I emailed them and they were like, oh, you didn't get your application. So I said, oh, OK, you didn't. OK, so I reapplied some time later. I reapplied again. And, um, and so the second time I believe I reapplied is when I, you know, I got my acceptance. So it's like, well, I finally got in, you know, got into the school that I was told that I didn't qualify for. And so at the time that the counselor basically told me I didn't qualify, I didn't know to, to tell her, right? You don't know that. I'm in high school. To right. tell her I do qualify. And I went, I didn't know how to come back. I just yeah. took her word for what it was. And, you know, and so, um, hmm. but when I finally um, applied and I got accepted, I was like, well, like I'm here, you know, this mm -hmm. is what I've always desired to get into. Um, I'm, I'm here, you know, so um, my advice is, you know, I, I don't think I went home and told my grandma that the counselor said that to me, mm -hmm. but I believe that that was another seed planted in me, mm. you know, and so now you feel like you're only, you can only qualify for your, now I'm feeling like I only qualify for less than God's best. You know, and I think that it's so important even for um, um, children today as parents, like, don't let these teachers, don't let these people speak. Watch who's speaking over your child. Yes. It's so yes. important because words, you know, they carry, they travel, oh, you know. And yeah, so, yes, you know, and if I just would have took the time and said, you know what, let me go back and maybe take the test again. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to go right. back and take it again. You know, and then I'm going to reapply again. Mm -hmm. But instead of me doing that, I allowed this counselor to tell me. Linger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So no. it took me longer mm -hmm. to do what could have been done, <laughs> you know, um, in a short amount of time. But so, you yeah. got it done. But I got it. Yes, it, I, I did. Yeah. I got it done. And I had I have no, you know. Yes. I don't really have any regrets about how I did it, but I, when I look back now that I'm, you know, more mature in that area, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I probably, I, sh I shouldn't have gave up, you know, I should have just went back and been like, no, I'm going to take it again, you know? And that's good that mm. you matured because me personally, I'm still healing and I probably would have pulled up on, you know, the counselor and been like, I got into Westchester. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to work you know, think you know, about it. Work <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I need you to see the poor counselor. I don't even know what I can say. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, you know, get the coma, you know, but that's just me. You know? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I need you to know. You see this letter. You see what they yeah. say. You know, I mean, you know, poorly, I can't remember who the counselor was back then, but yeah, I, I, that's just something I never I think forget, sometimes you know? we do that because just to prove a point, like you mm -hmm. said I could oh, yeah. it, but I did it, you know? But I did it. Mm -hmm. I did it. Yes. <laughs> yep. And, and sometimes it's, it's just about knowing, you know, being able to do what, um, you thought you 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 couldn't do, right. and knowing that you are qualified, mm -hmm. 
You know, maybe back then I didn't know that I was qualified, right. but I'm qualified, right? God, I'm already qualified. Yes, you are. You know? so, and, and, I, and, you know, I encourage yes. their kids, let them know, yo, you qualify, you already qualify, you know, because you they go out in this world, the world will eat you, what's what yes. you up and spit you out. You got to mm. put that in them early. Mm, yeah, I love, that. I love that. So before we go into um, one of our closing questions, I'm going to take a quick break, a commercial break, and then we are going to ask uh, our closing question uh, in regards to today's testimony. All right. Have you recently started a business? Maybe looking to get more exposure? Are you interested in taking your business to the next level? Let Uncommon Women Podcasts further assist you with our business and brand promoting packages. For more information, please email us at uncommonwomenpodcast.com or reach us directly on one of our social media platforms so we can further assist you. And always remember, stay uncommon. Thank you so much, uh, Kia. For those of you that are just tuning in, we are just uh, listening to her testimony in regards to, you know, how she had to heal from um, rejection and pain and not realizing that, you know, she had a temporary fix over um, her issues and how she was able to get through those issues by taking the time to, you know, detox herself to be able to become the woman who she is today. So uh, we definitely uh, appreciate you for being able to be vulnerable and, you know, sharing your testimony and sharing your story in regards to, you know, all that you've been through, your childhood, relationships, and, you know, even that counselor that I'm going to pull up on when I find out her name. Well, find out who she is. <laughs> Um, but before we close out, I would like to know, is there any closing thoughts or anything that you want to say to the, uh, the listeners that's uh, tuning in and hearing your testimony before we close out on season six? Um, um, I would say, um, just as I said, um, we have to, um, it's up to us to know our worth and to know what we qualify for and, and and to know what is less than God's best for us. Mm. You know, um, it's up to us to, we have to know that God desires so much more for us, you know, and, and that he loves us and, and that his thoughts towards us are always good. He wants us up. He don't want us down. He calls us to be up. He calls us to be the head. He calls us to be the head, not the mm -hmm. tail. He called us to be leaders, you know. And mm -hmm. and so I would say, um, you know, for me, you know, any relationship that you're getting into, uh, what I learned through that process is any in new encounters or anybody that you're dating, um, you know, seek God first. You know, because those of us who are desiring to be married um, and, and sometimes we might be praying specific prayers and the enemy knows what you want because he studied you long enough to know exactly what you want. Right. 
So he's going to send you something that is similar to what it is that you have been asking God for. And if you're not able to recognize it early, if you're, you know, I I can say in that first encounter, I was so excited because I had been single that I was excited to be dating. Like I knew that I probably should have went before the Lord. Right. But I didn't want to go before. I wanted to have fun, you know. And so I would say, seek God for, you know, God, is, is this what you have for me? Um, is this who you have for me? You know, and, and believe me, he will tell you, he will reveal it to you in one way or another. You might not hear him audibly, but something will happen that you will know. Pay attention to the conversations that you're having with that individual. Um, there were conversations that I had, you know, in, in my pattern. I was settling for conversations um, that I believe were inappropriate um, in a way that um, I was allowing myself to indulge in conversations that really didn't necessarily make me comfortable, but I was compromising, right? I was I allowed myself to, to compromise in a lot of things. Um, and so there were things that I should have kind of cut off you know, um, another thing I noticed is that um, when you're dating a guy and he's always so quick to tell you what his type is, cut it off. Cut it off. Because um, when a guy tells you what he's typically used to dating, now you feeling like, oh, wow, well, well, I don't look like that. You know, now you in the back of your mind, you're going to always have that in the back of your mind, right? That this is what he's typically, he, this is what he's used to. This is what he likes, but this is not what, who you know? And so that sometimes can kind of um, put fear. You, you, you get a little, you know, you get a little intimidated by that because you're not what he's used to dating, right? But you need to know that God created you to be different too, right? So I allowed the fear to feed, like I, I, I was allowing that fear to feed my, in, like that insecurity, you know, I'm, I'm not what they, you know, they, they like, I'm a size two, four, you know, these guys out here nowadays, they want thick thighs, you know, all like that. But sometimes you can get caught up in that. And so it, it's like, nah, mm-mm. nope. Um, God says that I'm altogether beautiful. There's no flaw in me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, I had, to, but I had to to learn that, you know. So I, to me, I would say to a lot of women, pay attention to the patterns, pay attention to the conversations. And if it don't feel right, cut it off. Cut it off. Go before God and seek him first, because most times it's nothing but the enemy's trying to mimic. He's trying to send a counterfeit to delay your destiny. You know, he's trying to delay what God really has for you. And see, because I didn't recognize that I wasted so much of my years. Right. Trying to heal, trying to come back, you know. God, every time I feel like I probably I might have been I may have been married by now <laughs> you know i might have been my god probably already had my baby like my boo lined up you know but you know sometimes we you know we get that fear of of, of being alone and we want to date and we want to have fun and so i would say that seek god first and god is this who you have for me and if it ain't cut mm-hmm. it off early don't allow yourself to dwell in it 
you know, because that's when it makes it harder um, to break from it. Um, and be comfortable with being alone. Mm-hmm. Be comfortable with being single for a season. It's okay. You know, um, I had to make myself, I had to like, no, I'm okay with this. I'm okay. I don't have to have a man laying in a bed next to me. It would be nice, but I want my husband, you know, I want my husband to be in the bed with me. And so that, that's another thing. Um, if you're dating, maybe date in a mutual area. Don't, you know, and not bring that man into your house, into your sanctuary, you know, maybe meet with him until you know for sure that this is the man that you're, you're, you know, you're supposed to be with. Because what happens is you invite him into your home, you invite him into your life, you're telling them about what you've been through in a previous relationship. Mm-hmm. They tell you they ain't going to do it. They ain't going to do what the next, what the other dude did, right? And you're opening up to them. And, and there's a, a intimacy that forms through that, you know, mm-hmm. when you're not even sure if that's the one you're supposed to even be with. So now you got a soul tie with that person. And when you, and, 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 and then it's hard. Now you got to, now God got to come in and break that soul tie. You know, sometimes it's just best to remain, you know, just remain friends, keep it clean, you know, and, um, and, and let God lead you. Let me mm. show you if this is for you or if it's not for you. Mm. That is so good. That is so good. Yeah. Thank you, Kia, for coming on and sharing your testimony. And hopefully to the women, including men, listen in and listen to your testimony because it was it's powerful. And then the jams that you just threw out there are very important because we do need to seek God for any decision or anything that we do in our lives so that it can just align with him, period. So yes. thank you again for the story. <laughs> So yes. um, thank you to thank our you listeners uh, that were tuning in this morning, this evening. Um, I want to speak on our sponsorship for our seminar. We are looking for sponsorship um, as well as we are also, I want to include vendors. Um, if you go into the link um, for our seminar, for I Love Myself seminar at www.uncommonwomen.event.com. There is a link there for vendors that want to come on and be a part of the seminar. Um, this is going to be a powerful uh, seminar. Um, it's, there's going to be powerful testimonies, uh, sisterhood, and it's going to be food, music, and you know just the presence of God there. And it's just going to be empowering for any woman that is trying to walk in their self-love and just trying to heal and just being in that journey and being included with just being around powerful women and thank you all again for tuning in this evening and stay on common all right we hope you enjoyed today's episode if you've been shacking up with us for a while and haven't subscribed to our channel what are you waiting for please like and subscribe to uncommon woman so you won't miss another episode and remember Don't let anything or anyone affect your peace. Good vibes and stay uncommon.